The afternoon of February 13th, it turned into a nine-page exception to the two-page law that we have on the books already. It would allow all kinds of loopholes and exceptions for doctors to perform abortions and not be prosecuted. It would delete most of the existing abortion code that we have in our law that, that protects lives every day. Hello, everyone. I'm Brandon Lewis, founder of the Tennessee Conservative, Tennessee's largest conservative news alternative. And today we are joined by Will Brewer. Will was born and raised in Knoxville, where he graduated undergrad and law school from the University of Tennessee. He has lobbied for the Tennessee Right to Life since January of 2015. In that time, he has helped pass nation-leading pro-life legislation with their organization, including the Human Life Protection Act in 2019 which became the nation's strongest abortion prohibition last August. Will still makes his home in Knox County. He's been very busy as pro-life concerns have been uh, much talked about and acted upon in the legislature. Will, thank you for coming here. Welcome to the program. Yeah, happy to be here. Thanks, Brandon. Well, let's get right into it. you got places to be, and so do I. So, um, Will, before we get into specific bills, because uh, the folks that subscribe to our publication are very much conservative policy wonks, uh, talk a little bit about the appearance and behavior of House Speaker Cameron Sexton on February 14th during the meeting of the House Population Health Subcommittee. Um, I know you must be political and diplomatic as a lobbyist, uh, but what is your take on that? Yeah, I, I think I'm still processing it. It's been much talked about the last two weeks. I think it's made every news article between Bristol and Memphis. Um, and I, I'm I'm just really disappointed. Um, Speaker Sexton is somebody that's been endorsed by our organization in the past and somebody who I have a lot of respect for. Um, and so I was disappointed um, in his public stance in favor of this bill and then disappointed that he would come down and um, create such a spectacle around my testimony. I did not. And for those folks who, who maybe didn't watch it or or haven't heard, I was asked during a subcommittee meeting if my organization viewed this bill, House Bill 883, as a pro-life bill. So I was responding to a question um, and said, no, we did not consider it a pro-life bill. I, I named the reasons for that um, and then said that, in fact, we were so strong in that feeling that it wasn't a pro-life bill that we were going to score anybody that voted in favor of it with a negative vote on our on our report card. This is something that I told each of those members in their offices that that was going to happen. Um, I did not mean it as a threat or intimidation. I was answering a question. Um, so for him to come down and, and scold me publicly um, on a vote that was already going to be eight to one um, was was pretty remarkable and disappointing. But well, but I, I hope I, and I'll just say I hope to have a conversation with him down the road once, you know, sessions probably over and, and the, the stresses of, of these few months are over. And I hope to mend that relationship. But I, I was pretty disappointed by those actions. Well, at, at the end of the day, I find it very interesting that Sexton didn't show up, as we mentioned in our article and coverage when the ACLU was down there, not uh, talking about scorecards, but threatening to sue. Uh, he does not show up when government lobbyists 
um, prevent bills or advocate against bills being passed to stop illegal immigration. He does not show up and scold the teachers unions when they want to continue to uh, accept lower and lower expectations for kids and uh, education without any school choice options. So that puzzles me that the only time that he'll get down there and wag a finger is against an organization that wants to protect the unborn. I think a lot of it has to do where the money comes from. We recently uh, did a follow the money report and found that Mr. Sexton's donations don't come from his district and largely come from special interests. So that probably has a lot to do with it. Moving along. Um, we've got some bills, right? Uh, I found it very interesting that people like Richard Briggs and lots of other folks, and these are my words, not, not the words of Will Brewer. Um, it's like, yeah, I signed the, protection uh the, the human life protection act but i didn't read it and i didn't ever really expect anything to come of it and then when folks have to act on it instead of just getting political points for it everybody's tune changes so talk about hb uh seven seven eight house bill seven seven eight carried by helton uh and that's scheduled for the uh, population health subcommittee tuesday three seven uh and its companion senate bill uh nine eight three with Jaeger, and that is scheduled in the Senate Judiciary on 314. What does that bill do? Where do y'all stand on it? Sure. And, and I, I need to correct something I told you. It is not scheduled for Tuesday, this Tuesday, the 7th in the House. So I was incorrect when I when I told you that, Brandon. It is not scheduled yet in the House, but it is scheduled for the 14th in the Senate. Um, this is a, a pretty simple bill compared to the one that, that everybody's talked about for the last few weeks. It would downgrade the affirmative defense used in the Human Life Protection Act um, to a subjective standard is the way that it's written, which for anybody that's followed my testimony, uh, we do not want a subjective standard because it it's what that physician believed in his good faith in the moment. So it's impossible to prosecute somebody for abusing the statute when you're trying to get into somebody's head at what was, what was good faith in the moment. Um, I do believe that this bill is working on being amended. And so for those folks that follow our legislative alerts, um, our position on this is that we are opposed to the language as it stands, but we are currently waiting an amendment to, to make a future stance. We, we may shift our stance on this bill and, and hope to. Well, it worries me that the two folks that, that are carrying the bill, uh, Helton just... <laughs> recently uh, voted to let Democrats continue to vote in Republican primaries. That's how conservative she is. And Yeager, I worked for a long time ago, but uh, his stances as it relates to medical freedom are things that have always troubled me. Guys, we need your help. Help! We need your help. Support. Go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com slash support. Help us in our work. We never have hardly any money in the bank. I mean, we, we make enough uh, to pay our people, and that's it. And I don't take a paycheck from this. So if I can do this for free, you can find 5, 10, 20, 50, 100, and some of you are freaking rich out there and you're conservative and you've done well in your businesses, send us a thousand bucks. I will put it in the bank. I don't take anything out of it. Can we just use it to keep the lights on, to pay our people, who I wish we had more money to pay them better because they deserve it, every last bit of it. So do go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com support. And if you give any amount whatsoever, we will send you this directory of all the folks up there in um in nashville some great some okay not so good uh, some some just rhinos through and through should be running as democrats but that's not how their district is drawn and we will send you this 
proud Tennessee conservative bumper sticker. This Don't California My Tennessee bumper sticker. And if you get $50 or more or a recurring donation of $10 or more, we will send you both of these puppies. Man, you want these. You want these. Everybody wants these. Proud Tennessee conservative tumbler and this proud Tennessee conservative koozie. We got you covered in the drink department, both literally and figuratively. Uh, here we got another one. Uh, moving on to House Bill 883, also sponsored by Helton. Uh, and it's scheduled for the uh, Population Health Subcommittee on 322 uh, and Senate Bill 745 by Briggs. Uh, scheduled for uh, judiciary on 314th. What does this do? Where do y'all stand? Yeah, so this is the big one that we've been opposing. This is the one that I was testifying on in subcommittee when Speaker Sexton came down. Um, this was a caption bill, which is basically a placeholder bill that does not have substantive language to it. Nobody really knows what it's going to do. This was a caption bill until February 13th. The afternoon of February 13th, it turned into a nine-page exception to the two-page law that we have on the books already. It would allow all kinds of loopholes and exceptions for doctors to perform abortions and not be prosecuted. It would delete most of the existing abortion code that we have in our law that, that protects lives every day. Um, and, and just a myriad of things. This is a wish list, a dream list of of doctors and hospitals across the state that that want to continue to perform abortions but can't under the law as it's written um, so we have come out strongly against this we appreciate your all's coverage of our position on these bills um, my last count which was earlier this past week um, each legislator on a committee that this bill has gone before has received over 1,500 emails from our organization's listserv alone, members on our listserv. I can't imagine what that number is when you tally in all of our allies that are helping us in opposing these bills. There was an amendment between subcommittee and full committee, the 14th and the 21st. Um, the, the amendment did make it better, but still opened up plenty of loopholes. Um, for abuse and and also de still deletes most of the existing pro-life laws in our books. So we have continued to oppose this. Senator Briggs was set to present this bill in Senate Judiciary this past week and had to reschedule it because the votes were not there. We believe that the votes continue to not be there and that and our hope is that this bill will fall by the wayside uh, sooner rather than later. Well, if you're uh, in Helton's district uh, or if you're in Briggs district, reach out to these people and let them know that you're watching. Uh, I think up until our news organization was born out of the pandemic, uh, there has never been a news organization reporting on what Republicans do in committees and subcommittees where it matters. And now there is one. And we continue to tell people that folks make campaign promises out in front of their constituents. And yet when they get behind closed doors, and uh, they get addicted to PAC welfare, and if they want to move up in the leadership ranks, they abandon those principles they campaign on, and I think this is one of those perfect examples of that. This Follow the Money report contains in it, in my opinion, uh, why conservatives want the Republicans to do one thing and why Republicans say they'll do one thing, and yet they get up in Nashville and they do another, and it is the conflict caused about where the money comes from and from whence the money comes from. And once you start looking at the numbers and you start looking at the categories, you will plainly see and quickly see exactly why 
We can't do anything about school choice, illegal immigration, corporate welfare, and so many other issues. It's all a bunch of virtue signaling, and it's because uh, when you take the money, you owe people things. And after that debt piles up long enough, eventually the constituents back in the district, eh, they're just not as important. So go to followthemoneyreport.com, followthemoneyreport.com, and get your copy of this absolutely free. It's got information in there that you're going to want, and you're going to want to share with other folks uh, who are conservative and like-minded, such as yourself. Follow themoneyreport.com. Uh, last bill that you mentioned about, uh, H-Bill 90, uh, with who's uh, being carried by Moody, is scheduled for cities and counties and subcommittee on 3-7, and uh, Senate Bill 600, sponsored by Hensley in the Senate, uh, passed out of the Senate Judiciary on a 7-2 vote and is waiting on the on the floor. Uh, what do we need to know about these bills? This is a great bill, and I'm, I'm happy to have good news for once. Um, this is in response to the Metro Nashville City Council last year wanting to create a fund, hundreds of thousands of dollars of taxpayer money to help women travel out of state to procure abortions. Um, so this bill would prohibit any type of government funding, state, local, city, county, uh, from aiding and abetting anybody trying to seek an abortion. Um, so we are in full favor of this bill. We're thrilled that it was the only abortion-related bill to pass out of Senate Judiciary this past week. Um, we are cheering Representative Moody on in subcommittee this week, this upcoming week. Um, and so this is one that I would ask our supporters and your supporters uh, to, to reach out to your legislators and tell them to support because it's a, a good piece of legislation. Well, thank you for joining us because I know this has been, I would say, I don't know, I don't know what how you uh, would rank this. You've been doing this since 2015. Would you say this is the biggest uh, biggest and busiest legislative session that you've ever had? It's It's been that way the last two weeks for sure. So I will be happy when it calms down and I'll be happy when hopefully we get the result that we want. We keep Tennessee's, we have the strongest pro-life law in the country. We have governors of, of pro-life states across the country telling us that what we have is the envy of every state. So it is vitally important for, for babies and for their mamas to, to continue to protect this law because we are doing groundbreaking work here in Tennessee and it needs to continue to be done and not whittled away. So I appreciate Very you good, guys and it's, it's that. The, the the biggest travesty of all this is it's our own Republicans whittling it away. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what's it's one thing when you get mugged in an alley by a robber; uh, it's another thing when it's a friend. And, and, th so and this is, is a, a pro life supermajority. It, it's not a, a close. You know, we've got to cater to the other side to get things done. This is a pro life supermajority, most of whom have been endorsed by our organization many times over. It, during their tenure. So it, it's disappointing, and and I hope we can get out of this with as little damage done as possible. Well, some of these people have irre irre irrevocably damaged their reputation by going down this road, but, uh, you know, it's sometimes people just run uh, for any old party because that's the way their district's drawn. doesn't necessarily mean they hold the convictions when push comes to shove. If people want to find out more about tracking these pro-life issues, uh, because that's what your organization specializes in. Where would they find that information? They can go to our website, TNRTL, as in Tennessee Right to Life, TNRTL.org. Um, you can sign up for our email list there, or you can email info at TNRTL.org to sign up for our email list. We send out 
legislative alerts every week during the session and then keep folks updated the rest of the year as well. Well, thank you very much, sir. I hope uh, guys do go to that website, uh, get on these lists so that things can't slip past you. We do our best here at the Tennessee Conservative, but we do not have the resources to dig uh, in depth on some of these specialty issues like we'd like to, and we leave that up to other organizations like the Tennessee Right to Life. Uh, Thank you so much for being with us, Mr. Brewer. And guys, if you like these interviews and other ones like this, bringing you information and news that you will not get from any other left-leaning corporate um, media outlet in Tennessee, please do go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com, hit that subscribe button, and look for Tennessee Conservative wherever you get your podcast. Until next time, I'm Brandon Lewis with the Tennessee Conservative, signing off.